Ricardo. All right, everyone, welcome to a brand new edition of the Swift Kicks podcast. Before we get started, I want to thank everybody in Australia for listening. Uh, we're going down under, we're going worldwide, so thank you again. Well, let's get to it. An exciting weekend in the Premier League. Two shots is all it took for Leeds to win at Man City. Is there an opportunity for Man United to pull off the unthinkable? I'm sure Ben is excited. Plus, the race for the top four heating up. Messi Lingard has put West Ham within striking distance of ruining Vardy's party at Leicester. Brendan Rodgers may also be suffering from a Swift Kicks podcast curse. We're going to explain that. Trent Alexander-Arnold scored for Liverpool, so surely he has to be moving back up in the England squad pecking order. Meanwhile, James Madison may have ruined his chances of making the England Euro squad. And oh, by the way, Newcastle now six points clear of the drop zone, but Big Sam and the boys at West Brom say they have hope and confidence, which is kind of scary. So with me, with me now, as always, to go through this are Ben and Steve. Ben, I'm going to start with you. Did Leeds give Man United an ounce of optimism that they can pass Man City, or are you willing to hand Man City the trophy today, give them the Premier League title. Crikey, boys. I think we've got a title race on our hands. <laughs> and uh, to everyone in Australia, I'm sorry I won't visit. Um, <laughs> so, no, I don't think we have a title race on our hands. If City lose one more game, and it needs to happen quick, I will get my hopes up for just long enough for Man United to screw it up. Just to be heard there's, again. <laughs> there's, there's no chance. I mean, what is it, 11 points right now, eight points if you, you favor Man United to take the three points in that game in hand they have. I, I You know what I will say that's kind of nice? United are starting to make me believe that they're a good team again. Like, they, they're winning when they really normally would lose. You know what I mean? One nil down to, to Tottenham at Tottenham, and they pulled that out and came out with a win. I think they have some depth, which is a first in, in several positions they need. They still, for me, have uh, a bit of a goalkeeper problem with uh, Henderson. I think if Man United started to hail over Henderson last two or three fixtures, they would have been shutouts. I mean, look at what happened in Granada. Like Granada, they start to hail. They got a shutout. Henderson starts in that game. He's conceding. Real quick, wanted to address it because you brought it up in it in it. And I, it made me recall this. Uh, that Europa League fixture on Thursday with Man United and Granada. Granada. Did uh, you guys happen to catch the uh, streaker? Yes. <laughs> so yes. Had <laughs> I saw an article saying that that man had camped out there from 7 a.m. that day. Good for him. To stay there <laughs> in the stands, hiding in the stands, waiting for his opportunity. And I just wanted to tell him, if he's listening, that I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. the commitment. Yeah. If you're going to streak... Go if for it. <laughs> exactly. Be prepared. <laughs> but uh, I, I forgot the initial question, to be honest. I, the only question thing I thought was, of was that, did guy. you see any nudity in the last couple of games of football? And you answered it. <laughs> um, Steve is your number one source for all things naked in the Prem, soccer, or just period. Ask Steve. So if you slide into Steve's I'm, DMs. I'm your guy. With, uh, <laughs> Steve is currently the least dressed person on this podcast. Right <laughs> Steve's wearing his, Steve's the only one in uniform. We have a Swift Kicks podcast uniform and Steve is rocking it right now to the T. Ben shaved his face. Looks like he's eight. Um, These guys clearly don't read their email. We got the email saying we, had, we weren't abiding by dress code. So, so, anyway. so let me just uh, re reframe this for everyone. Um, the question was, Steve and Alex, are Man United that good or is this just a little bit of luck? Um, I think... I think they're that good. I think United have went through the gauntlet of, of, of rebuilding since, uh, you know, going through all the different managers, Jose Mourinho, Louis Van Hall, David Moyes, everyone. And I think that they've now got a little bit of a foundation, a bit of their roots back, uh, back under them. And I think that, I think that they're, I think that they're, a good, yeah, they're a good side. I don't know if they're like a title winning side. I mean, obviously they're not right now, but I do think that they're a good side for sure. I mean, they're second. It's quite interesting to me that they were playing a Mourinho side in Tottenham who, you know, over the years, I think Mourinho may have had Man United's number. You think of Porto, you think of all the other teams he's been with, Chelsea. Uh, but he's not on it right now. And Man United have sort of almost... You, ironically using some of the players that he brought in have you know started to build a foundation and started to put themselves in a place where they are i don't know i i think i agree with steve not quite title challengers but definitely close you know if some things went differently for man city here and there this season you know it could have been 
a totally different game that we're talking about right now. Uh, and it's definitely something to look for. I mean, a new season is always a new season. Anything can happen, but definitely something for them to look forward to next season, especially if they can do something special in the transfer market. I know, Ben, you've been eyeing up maybe a uh, sort of a talisman player, maybe a top striker again, you know, to add to that. Uh, somebody that they can really help build around as well. But I think that they have a good chance at returning to to glory days, if you will. I revoke what I said. I have a need to redact what I said. I, I take it back. Um, I don't think that they're as good a size. I just said uh, a minute ago, <laughs> because change. of the because we'll of the full fact the that they're not they're not seconds. consistently progressing far in the Champions League. Yeah, that sure. used to be a Champions ma- League. What? They're not in the Champions League. That's what I'm saying. They're not progressing. They're not making those deep runs in the Champions League consistently every season. How do you do that? Used- not in that tournament. That's what I'm saying. You ask me, are they a good side? I'm saying no because they're not in that in that tournament. So if they win the Europa League, are mm. they a good side? Mm. Ask me again in a couple years. Twenty minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> they'd have to. I'm curious. Like in a, in in a couple of seasons, in a few seasons, are they one every single one of those seasons playing in the champions league and two knockout are they going level. are they going yeah they're going into the knockout stages i think that's really the man united that we're all familiar with and they have not they're not there i mean they're second place in the prem sick but they're not there in the champions league yeah yeah i don't disagree with you i think that's that's the next milestone to kind of accomplish and they do need to win some hardware to kind of bring it home because remember if you're not first you'll last um <laughs> The real question, Alex, yeah. is our boy, the Messiah, the Cabbage Patch Kid himself, <laughs> getting mm-hmm. our hopes up that Newcastle will not be relegated and that he is going to deliver on every Newcastle fan's hopes and dreams of the team tanking under him? Well, as I said at the beginning, I'm, I'm kind of more worried about West Brom than I am about Fulham now. Uh, the pendulum seems to have swung in their direction. But I got to say that the, the game uh, over the weekend, Newcastle – actually looked like a side that I would enjoy watching (laughs) and looked like a team that actually wanted to put some effort in and wanted to stay in the premier league. And maybe, I don't know, there's some rumors about the, uh, the takeover coming back and they all want their jobs still something like that. But either way, Steve Bruce is very happy with what's happening. Uh, He said that we've won two on the trot. I mean, he was in so much like, you know, shock and awe and glory, just reveling in everything that he was like, yeah, we won the game against Tottenham. Fact check for all of you. We did not beat Tottenham, but he still thinks that we've won two in a row. So good for him. At least he's riding high. Maybe he can turn that confidence into continued success for the club. Uh, I truly, my only worry is that we kind of get a little bit complacent and we do have a tough run of form coming into these last couple games. Uh, We got West Ham who are sitting up high. We got Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester city, Man city. And then we close out with Sheffield and Fulham. Uh, So, you know, some tough games there, but if we're really who we are and want to be in the premier league, you got to beat who's in front of you. So at least come out with a couple draws. Right. Uh, But yeah, I think, I think Steve Bruce is on, Onto something. They have had two victories. He's had one personal victory. He did not get fired. I think Steve Bruce is on something. Yeah. <laughs> He's right in the high, all right. Was was uh, when he said when when he said that they had beat Tottenham? Was that like during a, like a live interview? Yes, and and the reporter didn't go. Wait a minute, man. Oh, like you was like, uh, excuse me, Steve. Steve, Dude, you, was, you did not beat Tottenham. Wow. He was so <laughs> confident that he was like, oh, they must have. I got that score wrong. Right. <laughs> Can we get that check? Can we get? Th- nope. You you didn't you didn't beat Tottenham. Uh, <laughs> it's now hashtag fact check Steve, but uh, not because of the podcast. It's hashtag fact check Bruce. We should do that Bruce instead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bruce yeah. Almighty. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I really, I don't know what goes on in the man's head. I deny the reality and substitute my own. (laughs) Is it Alan St. Maximum? Yes. Yeah. Alan St. Maximum's back, by the way, for anyone playing Newcastle. Your one job is to mark him. Yeah. Um, Even that winning goal for the record was amazing. So, first off, he had was a Callum Wilson threw on goal. Yeah. And he knows not to pass it because they will bottle it. Right. He's going to keep the ball and do it himself because he puts the team on his back. So yeah. Alan St. Maximum's in. Newcastle will stay in the prem. 
I don't yeah. think maximum to go for a very large sum of money overseas this summer. <laughs> yes, more than likely to be sold immediately. Uh, I think I <laughs> sent a picture to you guys and it was like a Bugatti outside of a trailer. And uh, that's, that's pretty much <laughs> same maximum at Newcastle United right now. So I don't know. Uh, this week, I'm happy with the team. Like I said, they look like somebody that I'd be happy to watch and support and, uh, you know, feel good about it. Uh, I mean, you know, one or two more of those wins. A, God knows where Steve Bruce will be. I mean, the pub's just open in England again, so he'll be <laughs> down the strawberry outside of uh, St. James's Park just getting absolutely wasted. Uh, but maybe Newcastle can sneak into like 15th place, take over from sunny Brighton. Uh, <laughs> Steve, speaking of City, what happened against <laughs> Leeds? I mean, they benched, what, like seven of their players that they had when they played uh, Borussia Dortmund midweek in the Champions League, uh, including Gundogan, De Bruyne, Foden, the like. But, you know, especially your sub Pep Guardiola, I mean, he demands the best out of any team he puts forward. So why didn't this team win? I mean, they took two shots for Leeds and they won the game. That's all they had. And 10 men. Marcelo Bielsa continues to enjoy playing the wild card <laughs> leads themselves are a wild card and I, you know what i I'm, I'm done trying to i don't know if we can analyze it i just i'm just here for the ride yeah <laughs> i there's no you just can't predict anything that they do anything anything it just doesn't make sense i i was so i was so ecstatic when they did beat them though because i thought for the hottest of seconds that my trash take from last week <laughs> had come true i i thought i was a prophet and uh i would have profited if you would have me. <laughs> <laughs> that turns out to not be the case but city still fall to leads i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't understand how i don't think he knows i don't think he knows folks i don't know how they do it I, I think um, Man City, in fairness, Pep said this is a terrible team he's coaching. Like he said, this yeah. is the worst <laughs> team he's ever had. Yeah, until they win. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I thought Leeds looked pretty good before we just start saying City benched everyone. Leeds right. earned that win. They played for 45 minutes without a player and won in the 91st minute. True. Like that, That's uh, in dramatic fashion. It was great to see. Um, as a United fan, I think City are – finally showing results like they deserve you know losing to teams like Leeds but I think really the uh the next question I have for the lot of you is uh Jose Mourinho is he gonna finish the season or is he done what do we think I don't even did you see you I'm sure you did the um his post-match uh comments yes yeah I'm talking about uh Son and stuff what first of all i didn't see the incident i didn't see oh, yeah is it bad it's not, bad. not bad like bad in terms of like it sounded like from the articles i was reading that there was minimal if no if contact any. yeah if yeah. any contact the disallowed goal yeah yeah he reached back hit him in the yeah. face it did it was accidental contact i mean mike dean would have set him off for it mm -hmm. um the problem with it though for me is it didn't affect the play yeah so like Incident took place off the ball, didn't impact the gameplay. It's not like Song was getting in the mix. The ball no. was leaving his foot as he played it. Scott Gatana has very long arms. What are you supposed to do there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, Steve, basically, he follows through with a pass and his arm reaches back. He thinks okay. on the nose. Song goes down like he's been uppercut. Um, That's what Solskjaer had said. He was like, he was making the comment like, what did he say? He said something like, if, 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 he goes down and he has like 10 of his teammates around him, like pleading his case. Yeah. He said something like if he was my kid or something like that, like he wouldn't get dinner tonight or something like that. And then yeah. Jose, Mourinho, Jose, Jose Marie basically was like what Solskjaer was saying in the excerpt that I read was like, it was very weak. He was not acting tough. Yeah. It was kind yeah. of embarrassing. He called him you a soft. Set. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. And then Jose Marino was like, Oh my no. God. No, Jose like, was referencing a separate incident where Pogba elbowed someone square in the face. And yeah. in fairness, they were similar situations. United's goal just shouldn't have been disallowed. Like, that stopped the play. The ref was right there. Didn't even say play on or anything. Didn't even think mm. anything of it. The ref is watching it happen. He's got someone in his ear for a couple of minutes doing it. And, you know, the, the pundits are trying to say, like, well, this is the way we're going with the game. 
we're going to be a lot less physical. We're trying to preserve players. It's just boring. No one wants to see that. Yeah, I, oh, I watched and... a highlight <laughs> of who was it? I don't know, like FC someone in the MLS <laughs> getting like two footed across the waist, and he got a yellow card. And I was like, I will watch their next game. Unfortunately, oh, I, I did forgot see who that. it was. I saw that. You guys in it. <laughs> it was like the worst tackle I've seen in a yeah. while. Oh, and I was yes. just like, yeah. it's a yellow. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I'm good with this league now. I'm gonna yeah. watch this. And who was it? It wasn't Twelman. It was someone else that was was triggered by it. And I was just like, we need more of this. And then, meanwhile, in the Prem, you got this dude taking a flop. It's yeah. gonna make the Prem such a soft league. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? All of a sudden, Germany is a much VAR? more physical league. In what? Yes, they uh, did. They reviewed that one during VAR because there was uh, that, and then there was in the Newcastle game. Uh, I think it was Matt Ritchie went in for a header and uh one of the burnley players stuck his right foot up literally studs in the face and they said that wasn't a foul and it was within the box too so they said it wasn't any sort of penalty or anything like that it's just the the most bizarre inconsistencies like across this entire weekend of football i think uh oh it was during the west brom game um you know west brom ended up winning so it didn't really matter but uh what was it Diagne, uh, he was going for a, a goal and he was called offside, I think literally because of his hand, like his, you know, fingertips were offside. And Sam Allardyce is basically like, you know, we as a league need to come together and we need to figure this out because it's just going to ruin the game. Tying this back to Jose Mourinho in your initial question, I guess I did I did read his comments or his, his post-match comments saying, about being treated fairly and, and how he's not being treated fairly. I didn't know if that was an, if it was an like if he was referencing himself or his team, it sounds like maybe from the Pogba situation you just explained, maybe that was the team, but he just, Jose Mourinho nowadays, I think actually you could argue this the whole season, but especially nowadays really seems to be, he just seems to be a frustrated figure. Mm -hmm. I think he's, I, I think he's frustrated with the Tottenham side. I think a common theme amongst this Tottenham side is that he, I don't think Jose Mourinho thinks that this Tottenham side have like the I don't mental capacity is not the right word, but like the mental toughness, maybe the tenacity to be like be able to overcome like adversity and and like tough situations. Like they get rattled easily and lose games they shouldn't, and that's not what a champion side does. Yeah, and I, I don't I I think he's tried to to reinforce and drill into them this notion that like. Not, hey, you're soft, but kind of like, hey, you're, we're kind of soft. We need to not be soft. Like, right. and it just doesn't stick through. And I don't know. I think, uh, I think he will be out. I think, does he get fired though or does he leave? Nah, he ain't going to leave. I think he's going to get fired. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're in, I guess they're in seventh right now, not qualifying for Europe at the moment. Yeah. But I mean, there's still how many games left? What is it, 38? right yeah so we still got like so seven games for tottenham Mm -hmm. um i don't know it's a tough call things would have to i think derail i think they would have to place lower than seventh for them to get fired because if they get fired or if he gets fired sorry who replaces them it's easy to just who who gareth bale it doesn't matter (laughs) right like i'll coach him hey uh i'll just put this out there guys if uh, that job comes available i'm interested <laughs> I, yeah, am speak, 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 I am available. I am available. <laughs> Declaring your interest publicly. Okay, speaking into existence. I don't know. For me, they're already in eighth place. Everton got a game in hand on them and are a point behind them. Yeah, but I mean, they just drew Brighton today. They could have something else come up like that. Who knows? Even if they draw Brighton, they're ahead of them. They got them beat on goal difference. That's a, that's a good point. Even the, well, the next game isn't the next game itself for Tottenham and Everton. They play each other. That's the right. next one. That, that is not true. Everton would not win on goal difference. They have a positive goal difference of three. <laughs> no, Tottenham have a positive goal difference of 17. What do you mean? I know. I was th- Everton. Oh, oh okay. Know, Everton are the lesser of the two in that, that gotcha. sort of situation. And fact the, checked himself. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I do it before anyone else does. <laughs> um, the fourth spot is kind of wide, wide open, and yeah, Leicester yeah. could pretty quickly fall out of Europe. I think um, Alex wanted to talk about Brendan Rodgers. I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen someone stick to the rules for anything 
at a time that is probably not a good idea, like Brendan Rodgers just did with the COVID rules for his team. He benched three starters because of COVID infractions, right? And right. I, I'm just, if I'm a Leicester fan, I'm probably sitting there and be like, guys, like we're choosing to do this. And we're <laughs> sabotaging mm. our team in this time. Was yeah. it from international fixtures these people got set out? Is that right? No, this was... Uh... It was over the like, well. I guess it was during the international break. I meant, but, I meant due to international break. Is that why these three players missed out over the weekend? This yeah, weekend? it was during that time something happened. Yes. That's yeah. what I, they that's went okay. to. Uh, they went to a party. Uh, it was oh. not a. It was not a Vardy party. But uh, yeah, it's oh. you know, <laughs> Brendan Rodgers's sort of point of principle is absolutely coming out with risk attached to it, right? So you had James Madison, Iosi Perez, and uh, Hansen. <laughs> Chaudhry, yeah, yeah. Chaudhry. <laughs> um, but they, yeah, they went to a, a party. Uh, they were caught breaking the COVID nineteen protocols, and you know, did Brendan Rodgers make a brave decision? You know, sure. I mean, he's got rules. He's going to absolutely bring the hammer down. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it uh, ended with the hammer being brought down job, on them right? by West Ham. <laughs> it's <laughs> you also know? such bad PR, though. Like, it's such bad PR when clubs would have, like, players making infractions on that. Like, oh, they had, like, a 30-person party. or It's just – I understand the PR sense of it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Was it uh, Jurgen Klopp's birthday party? No, they were not in the top eight. They did not make it in. <laughs> they were trying to, but you know they had to go to the second party. So that's why. Speaking of parties, Jamie Vardy is choosing to not have a party at the worst time. Yeah, yeah. He's, he had a dry spell to to say say the least. I don't know, man. Brendan Rogers, right? Like, you got to kind of tip your hat to him for sticking to your guns, right? Because like even in his post match interview, he was like, "Yeah, honestly, there's punishments for not following the COVID rules." And like it, it, it does go to show like there, there are things that are bigger than football, and the yeah. safety of others is definitely one of them. Unless that means VAR has to be implemented. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think you know while he's doing the right thing, it's gonna bite him. There's no way he's gonna be able to stay in the top four with those guys. I mean, they're supposed to return into the side. I think this weekend in an FA Cup draw. Yeah. Um, but I just that that's the one game <laughs> they needed those players for, right? Yeah. Like that's who you're fighting for. But yeah. you could see Leicester West Ham completely out of the mix with Chelsea and Liverpool fighting to get back in. Yeah. So absolutely. you know, there's plenty of football left to see how that goes. Uh, I'll say that the uh, the one the big thing about uh, the whole James Madison part of it is you know it's been like 18 months since he last played for England and he's been like really trying to gun into getting into the Gareth Southgate England team, especially for the Euros. And he's only had one England cap. And I think we've talked about, you know, when Vardy's not playing well, okay, well, James Madison can come up and he can start, you know, scoring some goals and sort of make a name for himself and everything. And now he's just going to look like an arrogant person that, you know, doesn't care about the rules or whatever. And I'm, I feel like Southgate is very much like Brendan Rogers, where he would be a stickler for those kind of rules. Uh, so kind of feels like, that's it for James Madison. I think that that's like an international career ender as much as it is just kind of a stain on whatever this season, you know, people will forget about it later, but it'll definitely haunt him. I think going forward, it did the trick for Mason Greenwood too, right? Yeah. Mason Greenwood didn't get selected coming out of uh, the last international break because of things like that. Yeah. And I mean, he served some time on the bench for, for United and ended up getting himself back into the side. And I think is better off for it, but you know, it, it could be that the, the the fork in him for a while, especially such a competitive position. But in the same vein, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, like I said, he scored, albeit late winner, Stevie G-esque. Uh, <laughs> could be a, a confidence booster. Is he going to be the uh, number one right back for or for uh, England going into the Euros now? Gareth Southgate was there watching. He was Difficult. looking at his phone. <laughs> Didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> difficult to say there's just so much depth we talked about it last last yeah. week it's so much depth in the in the fullback position for the england side it's just so i read an interesting uh, uh i guess plot where he especially coming up midweek what they play uh real madrid and what if they play him uh in the midfield you know is that a place where he could thrive where he could move where up at and, like a wide midfielder yeah like a winger true winger 
I don't know. I, I mean, he'll have to see. He'll have to put in a good shift because the last uh, fixture against Real Madrid, he had that uh, yeah. costly mistake where he tried heading it back to the keeper. And yeah. That went uh, belly up. <laughs> yeah. That's all right, though. You're allowed to make mistakes. It just Not when you're like, he is like literally every, all 90 minutes of his like playing time in defense is just under the microscope because sure. there's the, sure. the controversy caused by Gareth Southgate by not choosing him and people think that he's worthy of being in the team but then like now it's like scrutinizing you know like every misstep he takes and everything like that you know mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like he deserves a spot but I definitely think the pressure is on him to uh continue to to perform I mean you keep putting goals in I mean that's not a bad bad place to be <laughs> no yeah. We'll see. We'll see when it comes to how they place at the end of the season, and also uh, they're running the Champions League, which could end. Was it tomorrow? Yeah. What's the next? I think it is tomorrow. Yeah. Next one's tomorrow. Yeah. We will see. Yeah. We will see. Hoping for them because I think I, I do enjoy. Uh, I enjoy a, a good crosser of the ball, mm-hmm. and it's I. I have difficulty naming a current player that uh, can beat Trent Alex Trent on his day. Right. It's. Uh... It's interesting. Something to keep watching, a storyline to keep watching as we go forward. Uh, but let's speaking of uh, Real Madrid, I mean, let's just quickly go over to Spain real fast. I mean, almost everything that we called happened. The boy <laughs> called it. Yeah. Real Madrid beating Barcelona and then Atletico tying with Real Betis. So now Atletico Madrid has a one point lead over Real Madrid and a two point lead. Massive gap did, between did them you say and Barcelona. Draw or win for. Or, or loss for Atletico. What was I said call? that Atletico was going to lose. So then okay. we were just totally I don't blown put you on blast like that. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. This is a, not, <laughs> a no judgment podcast. Yeah. Unless it's Steve and then it's all good. But yeah, your boy, Ben, I think he had a hot take, you know, which yeah, time break? to time broke clock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every, every, every squirrel. <laughs> you make a hundred percent of the shots or you miss a hundred percent of the shots. You don't shoot Michael Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, what was it? They got up 2-0 pretty quick and then really just held on for dear life. It was a 2-1 finish. I think uh, Messi tried to have something in it. You know what? I think Real Madrid um, have been listening, not Real Madrid, Barcelona have been listening to the podcast Mm -hmm. because they have linked um, a certain Messi Lingard to Barcelona in the offseason. Lingardinho. Yep. Um, Lingardinho. it's gonna be hard to follow that one steve um i know one point kind of uh la liga is is the differentiator meanwhile in italy it looks like inter milan have all but uh sealed the victory if you will what do you think inter have, have taken the cake over there in italy yeah, I think what's most exciting out of Italy is uh, the young Americans. They're getting a couple of games in. We had Brian Reynolds, 19-year-old, became the youngest American to play in or start in Serie A, uh, playing for AS Roma versus, I guess you call it Bologna. So, <laughs> Bologna. Uh, but, you know, that's an interesting, great little place for, I guess, American young talent to develop. Um, but, yeah, I think as much as Ben is reluctant to hand over the Premier League title trophy to Manchester City. I think it's pretty easy for us to say that Inter Milan have run away with Serie A right now. Yeah. As speaking of American young talents, it was also cool to see, although he didn't have the best shift of his life, mm-hmm. Sergio Des playing in El Clasico. That was yeah. pretty cool as well. Yeah. Uh, he was shipped off at halftime, but <laughs> he was still there. He yep. still punched his ticket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else are you guys seeing from around the Premier League? I mean, I saw people talking about Calvert-Lewin being somebody that could come over to Manchester United. Ben, I don't know if that interests you or if it's somebody that you wouldn't want. Uh, I don't think he's, he's what we're looking for. Calvert-Lewin, he's all right. I want a big name. I want an yeah. Mbappe. I think if you're a, if, think if you're a man, man you know, you need a well-established goal scorer, not like a flash in the pan, maybe a one-two season type of thing. You need you need a more consistent person that can handle that pressure, and I don't think he would fit the bill at United personally. Yeah. No, I agree. I also think, um, you know, I think it's going to be someone like Harry Kane. I think Harry mm. Kane, that, that's more. <clears throat> I think Harry Kane's going to be up for sale. Christian Pulisic's going to be up for sale. Uh, the two of them, I, I don't see a lot. Of, I can't speak about Christian Pulisic in that light. I think Harry Kane's trying to stay in the Prem, right? Like, I think he's sure. trying to stay in England. And I think United are desperate for a striker because Cavani's set to leave. 
It looks like Cavani is all but done a deal to go back over to South America and finish his career out there. Oh, okay. Really that. too bad because he scored a great goal. I don't know if you guys saw that diving header he had this weekend. Um, no, I didn't. And I was thinking to myself, Steve, that's something that Martial does not score there because it's him putting his body on the line in a weird, weird way. Um, another thing I've been watching kind of happen is United don't – this is not a problem, but Fernandez does not put up the same stats when Pogba is on the field with him. Um, he's not scoring many goals while Pogba's on the field. He's having some assists but not as many. And I don't think it's um, – you know, a knock on Pogba or a knock on Fernandez is just his production is different. And I think it's because someone like Pogba is so commanding on the ball. Uh, that being said, I think he, he could stay put. And then you got Harry Kane leaving Tottenham. And then the last thing I wanted to ask you guys, Premier League wise, is Mikel Arteta. Rip or not rip? Ooh, rip. Um, I don't know. It's difficult to say. I think they give him another season. I think the fact that he's uh, he's he, his, his PR is very good. He's a very well-spoken, well-put-together manager. He's starting out his he's kind of starting out his career. He has history with Arsenal, with the understudy of to Pep. I think, albeit Arsenal have been, I mean, in terms of their position right now, have been dismal. I do think that that will carry them into another season, um, but it's going to be. He's going to be on pins and needles the next season if he starts when he starts out. Everyone's going to be looking at him, and I don't think he'll get be given the season long cushion if uh, the results continue next season the way they have this season. Yeah, for sure. I think he's got another season underneath him, and yeah. you know, looking yeah, they're in Europa League. Uh, you know, can they get through the semifinals? You know, once yeah. you're there, you know, it's basically up to two games. You can see if you get into yeah. a final. You know, you, you have stuff that you can look at and say, okay, you know, maybe domestically things were a little different this year, but there were positives to overall look at and something we can move forward with. Um, but yeah, I agree that if that next season is very much similar to this season and they don't have Europa League to play for, what are they playing for? You know, they're yeah. going to, the fans will be back. The fans will be demanding. The fans will want something to happen. So it'll be he's probably got a year from now to basically fix things if that makes sense yeah maybe if that yeah i mean I don't Arsenal, think he makes it to christmas next year I'm i think he's, thinking i think he's that. a problem i think he, him saying in the Shots press fired. yeah i think him saying in the press like the psg comment ruined any sense of credibility for me for him like who do you think you are you're at this club and you're this great club right and arsenal with a ton of history and you're sitting there talking about other coaching jobs you take meanwhile you're mid-table that's the kind of like hubris that makes the jose Mourinho come to life so i just don't see i don't see it like he hasn't done anything they're going to give him the the uh, transfer market to spend some money maybe he brings in what he actually needs the difference for him is he's got such a lack of tenure and experience unlike jose Mourinho who brings in players and then they don't perform. Whereas we don't know if Arteta is going to bring in a bunch of players, be able to turn the club around. So I think Christmas is where we'll see him kind of part ways, but they're, you know, they're mid table right now. And that's not where Arsenal need to be and with the funding that you have at the Emirates. Right. You're not going to put up with that. Right. right. I think almost like, I think Arsenal are historically a, a, a very, not very, his Arsenal are historically a more forgiving club it is definitely not the same culture, the cutthroat culture of like Chelsea, for example, where, I mean, they even axe their own, like Frank Lampard after X amount of games, which, I mean, X wasn't a, it wasn't a very large amount of games. I can't remember the exact number, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, Arsene Wenger being there for, what, 22 years. Unai Emery, even, I think, either under Unai Emery, things weren't going, I don't think, well, I can't recall the, his exact, his entire tenure at Arsenal, but I feel like when he was going, it was people were thinking he should have been gone a while ago. We've just been slow to get this guy out. And now with Arteta, I mean, Arsenal, I think have, I think argue, I think they've, this has been their worst start in the Premier League era, Arsenal this season. And yet yeah. Arteta still has his job and right. there's no real anything saying that he's going to be out of his job anytime soon. So with that culture, I, I do think that, like I said, he will be staying, but it's going to be tough if, it, if he doesn't turn around anything. I think Ben's right. By Christmas time, 
he got to be out on Indeed scrolling, looking for a new job. <laughs> He'll be up in Scotland. He'll be coaching uh, Aberdeen. <laughs> the Dons will welcome him. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be a coup. that'd be a coup for the Dons. Yeah. Anything going on up in Scotland? Any change? Uh, <laughs> there's been nothing announced in still terms cold. of yeah it's still i mean it's it, it i don't think you could be as possibly close to announcing something without having announced it yeah. in terms of eddie Howe. it almost makes you think that something's gone wrong because clearly they would have announced something by now mm. um really they're just talking about uh i mean reports most reports coming out of um scotland now are more so well at least the celtic camp are uh, where potential players are going to be going at the end of the season. Uh, Ed Zwanadard, uh, French Eddie, has been uh, linked with Leicester City. Uh, Brendan Rodgers had brought him in during his tenure at Celtic and had really brought him into his goal-scoring goal element. And I do think uh, that that uh, Edward has probably reached his potential with Celtic. Like, I don't think he can he's, – he's ran the course – and uh, I think he, he's looking for that next step. And I think a good next step for him would be Lester reuniting with Brendan Rodgers. As much as I'd hate to see him go, because that means we have to replace him with another, uh, we have to replace him with someone else and roll the dice. And usually I feel like when we roll the dice, it just doesn't go in our favor. The last few signings haven't been going in our favor at least, but um, Eddie Howe has not yet been announced, which is a shame. Eddie Howe's but, he going to do it? Oh, he hasn't? No, it has not been announced yet. That's what I'm saying. It's been, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. I don't. It's it's every every news source, whether it's Celt like from the Celtic camp or even outside of Celtic camp, like from a neutral standpoint, everyone has been of like the Eddie Howe like, you know, talks are advanced. Everything is signed. Everything is like agreed upon. Everything is 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 written. Everything's done. But yet the club still has it announced. Not only Eddie Howe, but any any advancements, any progress being made on that front. So it really just makes you wonder like, okay, like, Eddie, are you, how are come? you yeah. <laughs> how come we I've heard this, <laughs> I've heard this story going. play out over and over with Newcastle. This is how our takeover went big, like sky sports news was like <laughs> Newcastle to be taken over by Saudi consortium. Never happened. Never got fully announced. Never really developed past that. And I was like, what's going on? So you go, okay, these are big deals. Like, you know, they're writing up the contract. Like they're getting everything settled. Like they want to bring them out in front of the homestand, you know, fans and all that kind of stuff. And then another week or two goes by and you're just left wondering. It's kind of, it does leave you in a lurch. You know, you're like, what's going on? uh, (laughs) I'm not, I mean, I can't. I'm trying not to, to, to fret too much over things I can't control. Right. So I'm just kind of play, playing it by ear. Um, other things, other developments. Uh, well, since the passing of, of Prince Philip over, over the week, over the previous weekend, uh, a lot of fixtures in Scotland had been, had been moved. So one of them being uh, old firm, I was thinking they were going to uh, push it back like a, like a week or so. Yeah. It's good to see it's only been pushed back a day. Um, also another interesting development was, was with, uh, Cameron Harper, who's a winger at Celtic, who they've sold to Atlanta United, and then Atlanta United instantly loaned him out to New York Red Bulls. <laughs> the power move. Right, right. <laughs> he has apparently he has been seriously impressing um with with the Red Bulls. And uh they are not we don't hard want to you. <laughs> But it's it's interesting because we've had a couple where there was Andrew Goodman from uh, since well we sold him to Cincinnati I believe but he was another American that was uh, really not breaking into the first team along with Harper. Uh, it's interesting to see that these players going over and well Goodman's not doing so so hot but he is getting minutes. Um, but I hope that Harper can make a name for himself. It was I would like to see more Americans playing playing their trade in Scotland prefer, preferably for Celtic but uh, the last one being. Uh, who's the who's the way kid who plays for Lil now or Nice? Danny I think. Way. No, 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 no. Timmy Way. Timmy, I think it's Timmy Way. I think is his name. Timmy. He played up top. Uh, real skinny, quick kid. Like a uh, another like uh, Osman de- Dembele. What but, size jeans do you think he wears? Like anyway, how, how skinny are we talking? <laughs> 
it would be it'd be nice to see more americans um play, duking it out in scotland i i would i hope to see that someday but that day will be yeah hopefully in the near future yeah i think you're right about timothy way <laughs> he went uh, yeah, Tim- yeah. He he's the him. son of who's the who's like the international star who came who's his dad george way because his dad yeah. george way thank you i could not yeah. think of his name yep yeah it was uh philadelphia by the way that got drop kicked over the weekend and i was like <laughs> yeah oh we're philly guys and then it was the other team well uh since we're talking mls uh we did promise you that we would bring you news uh dan garber said that uh, San Diego, Vegas, and Phoenix are next on the MLS expansion list. So if you're San Diego, what and what? San Diego, Phoenix, and Las Vegas. Las Vegas. I wonder if Las Vegas will be – I wonder if both those those sides, uh, Phoenix and Las Vegas, will be promoting their exist- existing teams or, like, making new yeah. ones. Yeah. It would have been a great time for – what was it? The Phoenix Rising or whatever to have uh, – oh, Drogba? Yeah, Drogba still. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get how many teams they're going to add. They're going to like 50. Like, what are they yeah. trying to do? That's One, what I was saying last week. Like, what, where did we draw the line? Sorry. All right. Let me take you back to the, the real league real quick. Listen to this. All right. Your top four teams, obviously, Man United, Leicester, and West Ham. Chelsea and Liverpool are still in the Champions League. So I don't like Liverpool's odds against Real Madrid, but I do like Chelsea's against Porto to get through to the semis. And then all of a sudden, I, you know, Man City should beat Dortmund. It should be, you know, it could end up with like a couple English teams playing. Right. There's a chance that Chelsea don't even need to get into the top four <laughs> and someone like West Ham get knocked out of Europe without the league even happening, right? Because you only get four spots, period. I think that'll so, happen. So Chelsea could eke in with a fifth place if they go ahead and win in the Champions League, right? That's how that works. Is that true? I thought yeah. that, say, Chelsea won but came fifth in the domestic league. They still take the top four as well. No, because I'm pretty sure United got into the Champions League over someone because they were in, like, fifth or sixth place but won the Champions League or something. I, let's let's fact check it. Alex is typing. So while Alex is typing, I'll just tell you guys real quick. I did get some complaints about the wrap-up of last week's episode. Mm. Some said it was a little too intimate. Mm. Um, if you're one of those people, oh, well, I got you registered that complaint and now we're wearing what you're wearing on the show, which is really just, it's, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Alex is like, I'm just going to stay on mute until they pass on this soccer. (laughs) What'd you find Alex? Uh, this is from a internet forum, but it says the question posed is if a team wins the UEFA champions league, but is not top four of the domestic league, does that mean that the number five team from the same league will qualify for the champions league next year, which is what we're talking about. Right. And it says, no, the fourth team that was supposed to qualify for next season's champions league gets automatically disqualified. So you're right. That's awesome. Yeah, Chelsea could potentially, they don't have to worry about the league, just worry about the Champions League. <laughs> On that uh, internet forum, is is that my, me answering it? Like, is it Ben? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the answer comes from a Ben. <laughs> you can't use Swift me as the podcast. reference. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> Swift kick 99. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, let me let me do this for you. Alex, I think you have a commanding lead in the where are they now? Yes, What's the score? We're not keeping the score, but it's like 10-1, right? Yeah, I think it's easily. I think it's 3-1. I think it's 3-1. Yeah. All right. So we have uh, But we're uh, not counting the other couple of victories that yeah, I had before. There's a couple they of were VAR decisions. <laughs> it's kind of like you saying Rangers have never won a a, a Scottish league, right? Yeah. No, no that's completely yeah. different because they haven't. Steve, let me ask you real quick. Have have Rangers actually won 17 matches at home? Because they say they have, but if they're not a real team, then they haven't done it. You can say here on this. They're a real team. They're just different from the team that was from pre-2000. So this is the first time that Rangers Football Club has done it. Yeah. Got it. Perfect. We cleared that up. All right, Ben, to where are they now? People wanted to know. So this person (laughs) is a... Hang on. Just going to leave that out there for a minute. This person (laughs) is someone you guys are excited to hear a little bit about. Is is a Libra? Um, Are they from Nigeria? 
Dude, uh, for real. <laughs> I actually is, put my filter on. I put my filter on. No African players today. Okay. So this person did not play in the Africa. Um, so have at it. Is he still playing? Yes. Did they play in the Prem? They did. Okay. Are they, Are they still, still playing in the Prem? Sorry. They are not playing in the the Prem anymore. Are they European? Yep, they sure are. Uh, there's an asterisk next to that because technically it's not Europe. Okay, so he's an Eastern European, European perhaps. Or perhaps he's English. No, oh, Brexit. You guys need to get woke. <laughs> You're the one throwing asterisks. So they're English. Right. Yeah, they're they are English. Okay. Oh. Okay, Western. Um, so English Prem not playing in the Prem anymore, and they're a Libra. This person is a striker, has okay. had quite a prolific career. Okay. Played for England's national side from 2004 to 2017. Wayne okay. Rooney, no, oh. he's not playing anymore. Good guess there, Alex. I like your style, just throwing names out. <laughs> Shoot from it. Is it Daniel Sturridge? No, it's not. Isn't he still in the Prem? Where's Danny Sturridge at? I don't think he is. I don't think he's got. I think he was in Turkey for a second. Now he's. Where are they now? Within the where are they now? We just went into a whole nother level. And then I'm going to have to bring us back. So if I screw this up, technically, I just won. (laughs) Hold hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) I'm I'm real curious real quick. Danny Sturridge did play in Turkey. I think he might still be there. Is he without a club? I think he might have. He's just out of club right now. Yeah. What? <laughs> How old is Danny Sturridge? He's 31. Yeah. Danny Sturridge is MIA. Um, just a heads up, next week's Where Are They Now might be Danny Sturridge. <laughs> 2000. He's a, oh, he's a striker, though. 2004 to 2017. That's a very what, long. What a lengthy career. Right. That's a super long career. Peter Crouch? Nope. <laughs> So this person's first Premier League club from 1999 to 2004 was West Ham. 2017. Is it? No, it's not. Never mind. This person had a uh, little bit of a stint in the they Americas. They at the in the 2006 World Cup? I'm guessing. In the Americas? They, yep, this individual was in the MLS for a period of time. Okay. A Canadian team. Is it Jer- Jermaine Defoe? It is Jermaine Defoe. Wow. Got him. Pick a so, Rangers player. Where are they now? Yep, they're at Rangers. Uh, the real <laughs> champions of Scotland. Uh, <laughs> uh, really, he's, he's number nine for Rangers, too. Like He's a, a big part of that squad, making mm-hmm. sure that they are achieving big things. Wow. Uh, Stevie Gear was a, was definitely able to get the most out of the the old guy. He's what? He's got to be like forty one now, right? He's like 38, 30, something like that. Man, what a what a consistent player to sign in your manager. I know manager careers on FIFA. Holy smokes, that guy was prolific. Jeez, I can't believe he's been playing for England for that long. I know, right? Right, he's been <laughs> like, playing in the Prem since nineteen ninety nine. He's 38. It's disgusting. Right. So he went you, from but I forgot about striker, but when you said 2004, 2017, I was like, okay, he's a goalkeeper because no one plays for the country that long. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, he And he came up with, you know, the U16s and U18s from 2000. But he was at uh, West Ham, went to Bournemouth, spent some time, a couple years at Tottenham, had a year at Portsmouth, went back to Tottenham, <laughs> and then uh, Toronto FC with a loan to Tottenham, which yeah. sounds like, just shady business dealings to me. Um, but when Scott he was Berlin. at Toronto FC, yeah. he scored in 47 or in 11 games. He scored 11 goals in 19 games for Toronto. Uh, just because MLS is that, that competitive. Uh, then went back to Sunderland, then AFC Bournemouth. And then where he went alone to Rangers. And then he went after a championship. Hasn't won it yet, but any day now. I think if I'm correct, he would, I remember the the signing of Jermaine Defoe, and that was, I mean, David Beckham was what two thousand eight, uh, and I feel like in terms of like superstars, he was still he was one of the bigger names in that first like seven years of of signings for the MLS, and he was he he was at the time 
Toronto's coach, he was like, he had a history with them and he was really, he's really, he got on really well with the Toronto coach. And then the Toronto coach was fired, like not like a, a couple of, a few months into Jermaine Defoe's signing and he left <laughs> like right away. He only played 19 times, like you said, for Toronto. Yeah. There was a uh, murder investigation. Um, <laughs> so I think there was like something going on there. I don't know all the facts. I just know that he was held wrong. Are you being funny? No, you, like you can't just throw out murder that. investigation. Throwing out outlandish things. I don't know what's happening. Hang on, let me find it for you. The podcast has uh, turned into a murder mystery. It has. <laughs> You're we've welcome. Att- we've attracted a whole new <laughs> range of listeners. All you true, all you true. Here's crime. here's the headline. Granted, it's from the Daily Mail, so I apologize in advance. So it's Jermaine true. Defoe arrested during investigation of death uh threats aimed at two women after clothing jewelry worth 200,000 pounds goes missing from his home. You said Jermaine Defoe was arrested? Yes. Whoa, didn't know that. Yes, he was released and it ended up being wrongful uh wrongful arresting arrestment or something like that. Sure. You know, damn English. Sure, sure, sure. Wow. He's like, "You know what? I've kind of had it with Toronto. I'm <laughs> I'm out of here." Canadians aren't as nice as they said they were. Right, exactly. <laughs> So he went to the Canada of England and is now in Scotland. <laughs> he just loves that cold weather, doesn't he? Doesn't work. No. No. All right. Sorry, guys. No. So that's Australia, Scotland, and Canada. I've offended this episode. I apologize. <laughs> keep it going. Keep it. Go on mute. And uh, you know what? Wales. Well, why not? While we're at it. I mean, a lot of our, our uh, listeners come from India. So if you want to go there, Ben, just knock it out the park. I um. Surround the bases. Thoroughly enjoy their listenership so no okay fair enough i will not so the score stands alex three steven two yeah Don't alex three steven two it is not to come back <laughs> those of you guys don't know five live does the most boring news coverage on a was it saturday afternoon you know what i'm talking about alex yes i do the guy yes, comes do. on and he's way more intimate than my my closing last week so those of you that sent me hate mail it's 2021 man don't let your girlfriend or wife listen to the five live yeah. scores at 3 p.m. <laughs> madly in love with this gentleman. You, you know that you know that uh, that that Allstate commercial with Jake from State Farm. There's so who are you talking to? Or who are you listening to? Ben from Swift Kicks. <laughs> <laughs> they sound hideous. <laughs> they are right. <laughs> So I will give you just a teaser of what that sounds like because I'm pretty proud of myself here. West Ham three, Leicester two. You're welcome, ladies and Steve. <laughs> All right. Before it gets too creepy, Ben, uh, do you have a new life alert coach or player that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, we already talked about it, but Brendan Rogers, after mm-hmm. the decisions he's made as the life alert coach of the week, um, he has fallen and probably won't get, get back up. That means that we're pretty proud of him. Stick to your morals, bud. It's uh, going to work out just fine. Yeah. Um, he's a man of great character. That's what he did in all his press conferences, wasn't it? Like when yes. he was at Liverpool, he's like, oh, we lost today 5-0, but we had great character. <laughs> yep. uh, ben, did you see that Manchester United have fallen down on the Forbes Most Valuable Football Club list? Uh, Barcelona have leapfrogged Real Madrid to become the world's most valuable club, valued at $4.76 billion. Uh, how? Barcagate? What? How? Yeah. How? They, they totally do not value how much. They just don't look at your liabilities. It's strictly yeah. assets, right? How are we making yeah. this list? Are we just throwing darts at, at a wall here? No, it's got to be just strictly assets, in which case it makes total sense. You throw in uh, liabilities, it's like the GDP. It's a joke. <laughs> GDP is a joke. Hot take, <laughs> hot economic <laughs> take from Ben. <laughs> Trash takes from Ben today. Sell Apple now. <laughs> Trash company going nowhere. Oh, man. Yeah. It was, uh, what did Forbes say that the top 20 teams average a revenue of $441 million for a season, which is actually down 10% from the year before, but I think we all know why. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know if this means a lot to anybody, but Manchester United and their shirt sponsor, Team Viewer, new team Team Viewer sponsorship, which looks terrible for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. Go and Google it; it's terrible. Uh, yeah, 
But the Team Viewer is the second highest shirt sponsor deal, though. 64.9. Surely they'd pay, they'd pay someone a bunch of money because no one wanted to wear it. Yeah. Yeah. They, pre- they pre- present it to some potential clubs. They go, ew. Yeah. Manchester <laughs> United falling down to fourth place, only $4.2 billion. Only. It's a sad state of affairs, Ben. I don't take any uh, mind to it because we don't go on social media and bash our own club we've got what i call standards over in manchester mm-hmm. and uh team viewer kind of threw that out the window so i don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> there are no more standards at manchester united fair enough you heard it here first and now i'm not welcome in manchester <laughs> <laughs> and we're done great. yeah um so looking ahead are we in a FA Cup weekend this weekend? No, we got a couple games are, coming up. There's there's a lot of like makeup games still happening. Yeah, so we got a couple games starting from Friday, April 16th, going through Tuesday, April 20th. What are you guys looking at there? Hang on, let me find them. Um, let me see. Steve's and his Manchester. wife, Peter, with a yeah. Appalachian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking his... Coors Light. <laughs> is that PBR? <laughs> this is Damn a good it, time to advertise and uh, ask the listeners to please donate again, once again, please, to Steve's Beer Fund. Uh, yeah, the, he- the funds were a bit lacking uh, after last last week, which I was kind of shocked by. Um, we could only afford to, this week uh, water. It's not even cold water. It's like room temperature water. So <laughs> It's Culligan. <laughs> it's Culligan water. That's crap. Aquafina or die. Aquafina. Oh, everybody knows Aquafina is the worst water. Yeah, but you can really taste the plastic in Aquafina. That's Fair why enough. I like Dasani. it. Dasani. I think Dasani is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, now we will never get a drink sponsor yeah. ever. Our trash takes on water. All right. If you were on the sideline, what water would you definitely never drink? <laughs> You throw a player a water bottle. It's Dasani. Like, no, it's, I'm okay. I'll just not jump. Just not I don't need to be hydrated. Uh, I don't need to be hydrated. It's okay. Um, I'm looking at the fixtures here. Uh, Leeds Fun water Liverpool. story. While you look, I was uh, first time I ever played in Germany. They use. They use Shut up, uh, Steve. <laughs> they use. Uh, sparkling water as you know what they give to players during halftime and i didn't know this so the first time i ever you know went to go take a swig of a water bottle i was really thirsty and i was just like sucking down like pure uh bubbles and it sucked Dude, so yeah good story i, I thought i went off at parties i played <laughs> i played against uh brussels my freshman year when i was at london central hmm. and I literally was by their bench and it was like someone got hurt. So I had a drink of their water and it was fizzy water. And I just remember spitting it out at their team. And it was like, who drinks this shit? And they were just like, so offended. Yeah. Like this American pig. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But it was like a comic spit at someone like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why did you give me this? So I thought they were messing with me, yeah. but it's just socially acceptable there. Yeah. Like, so Ben's been offending other nations since uh, a young age. <laughs> All right, Steve, I rudely interrupted you. Where, what are you looking at <laughs> game-wise? Um, I don't think – can Leeds do it to Liverpool? Absolutely. I think, they, I think they could. I would like to – I think it's difficult going by the, uh, the wild card uh, path that Leeds takes. I think that two uh, – Two heavy hitting teams, uh, be getting beating two of them back to back is uh, maybe too much, too much to ask. But I think that's my trash take. I think uh, Leeds takes Liverpool Ellen Road. You know, Leeds are acting like a classic, just tenth place Lee. team. <laughs> like yeah. they've done yeah, perfectly Lee. enough to like win yeah. some crazy games, lose some games that you probably think they should have won. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, we're in tenth place, <laughs> middle of the table, yeah. perfect. Ben, what about you? Everton to beat Tottenham. Jog on, Steve. <laughs> Should I put a contingency? Uh, if Chelsea win in the Premier League, <laughs> then they will be yeah, beaten, do it. Do it. beaten. Then they will be beaten <laughs> by Brighton. <laughs> and if Chelsea lose in the Champions League, then they will beat Brighton. It's my trash take. <laughs> Sounds like a good take. Take yeah. is Chelsea to beat Brighton. 
Only if they lose right. in the Champions League. <laughs> or if they win. Right. <laughs> but also if they win. Yeah. All right, Ben. All right. So the league. Yeah, let me just recap these real real quick. Let me just bring this home because I need to make sure Steve didn't complicate it again. That was <laughs> Everton to beat Tottenham. Chelsea could possibly definitely beat Brighton. And then you were saying that Leeds will beat Liverpool, the Battle of the L's. Correct. All right. Battle right. of the L's. Who comes out with the W? Oh, that's a bit of a plot twist that I didn't see coming. Um, all right. This has been quite an epic episode. There's been tears. There's been a lot of judgment thrown around, really, about <laughs> Steve's outfit. Steve I swore earlier in the podcast you had said this is a judgment free podcast. It is, but it's too late. They're already here. No, you, you are not exempt, Steve. <laughs> I, I am <laughs> I'm backtracking on my statements. Um, if you made it this far, here's the spoiler. Everything we said was not true. Um, I think it's really important that all of you know that we do care deeply about what's going on in football. So with that being said, guys, ta-ta for now. No good night kisses after last week. Ta-ta. Ricky Ricardo. Ricardo.